0: For I knew that you are a merciful God, a gracious God, slow to anger and of great kindness and repent of the evil. Found in my heart. Thank you. And that particular prayer was by Jonah. And Jonah was praying this prayer uh, because he wanted to share with God what was on his heart. And it's interesting because we talked about when you pray, we ought to know who we're praying to. What is his ability? What is Mm -hmm. his power? Can he deliver? Is he faithful to what he says he will do? Right. And so Jonah starts this prayer, which is beautiful. He says, I knew that you are gracious. I knew that you are merciful. I knew you were slow to anger and of great kindness. You will forgive those that have done evil. (laughs) If you look at that, and we're talking about prayer today in episode seven. If you look at that from the dynamics of who you're praying to. So Jonah recognized, When he goes before God, when he needs grace, he's going to get it because God is gracious. He knows that if he needs mercy, he's going to get it because God is merciful. He knew that God is not sitting up in heaven with anger and lightning bolts and steam and fire coming from his presence because of something we've did. He says, you are slow to anger. He knew that if he go before God, that God was a kind God of great kindness. And he knows that even if I mess up, even if I do something wrong, even if I do something contrary to what I know is right, that God will say, I forgive you because we're coming before him with a a sincere and honest heart and say, God, forgive me. So when you go before God in prayer, and we're talking about prayer, you need to recognize who he is. Mm-hmm. You you got to understand his characteristics.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. Knowing God's characteristic is is very important to not make God like us. You know. Um I like the fact that Jonah said that he was slow mm-hmm. to anger. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture also that tells us not to take offense quickly, but be slow to anger. Being slow to anger is a characteristic of God. And we have this misconception of every time we do something that's wrong, God is there to smack our hands or he is totally upset with us. But according to what Job said and according to what the scripture says, God is slow to anger. He gives us time to make a correction. He gives us time to repent. He gives us that time. And we won't know that unless we spend time with him. Mm -hmm.
0: Something I wanted to put out there is that whether you are a Christian listening to this podcast or you're not a Christian, we are hoping that by the spirit of God, that we can present something to, to you, whichever you are, that will allow you to consider how is these words affecting me. How can these words affect me and make me go in a, in a different direction that I'm heading? If it's right, if it's going in the wrong direction, yeah, exactly. You know, so um, that's our hopes. Can do we know? I mean, we're not coming up with a can. Version of this is how you pray. Right. If you follow this, you'll never go wrong. All your prayers will get answered, and this is the way it is. You know, we can take the Lord's prayer, and I, I just want to break down the Lord's prayer mm-hmm. since it's the Lord who gave it to us. Mm-hmm. And I just want to break it down from this perspective. Is it? It's my perspective because this was found in my heart. Right. This is how God deals with me. This is how God has corrected me or have steered me to a better understanding of Him and and how to live this life of faith. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now we can stop right there in that first part. And I I like to say that the first three uh, parts of that prayer is, 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 is allowing us to see that we need to connect our alignment on the vertical level. Our father in heaven, we're reaching out to God. We're saying, God, I'm acknowledging who you are. And if we can just embrace what Jonah said about God, I mean, there's so many things we can find in the scriptures about what Jonah said, as well as what God has revealed to us as we read the scriptures. So it's important to know who he is. The second part of that is that let your will be done on earth as it Mm -hmm. is in heaven. So what that says to me is the fact that not only do we know we need to know who he is when we're going to prayer. We need to know the word of God, right? We know that's the word, this inspired word of God that he's given us. So we need to go knowing the word of God. And the third vertical thing that we need to know, we need to know that each of us are different and we have an instruction from God before we were even created. We talked about that in earlier episodes. And so God has an instruction for each one of us a direction for each one of us, a plan for each one of us. It all is to fulfill his purpose here on earth. His desire is that no man to perish, but all should come into the knowledge of the truth. So whatever it is that he's gifted you with or whatever path he has given for you to walk, it will be to fulfill that purpose. It's ultimately to fulfill that purpose. So we have, I know God, the father, I know his word. And now it's like, Father, what is your plan for me that I might fulfill your purpose on earth? Mm -hmm. And it's like, give me this day, our daily bread. Every day, God has a strategic plan for each one of us individually, specifically Mm -hmm. birth in our womb, in our heart. So find out what is in your heart and begin to pray that which is in your heart. Yeah. And God will begin to direct you in a way that you should go daily.
1: Yeah. Um, That just brought something to mind when you said daily and daily bread. You know, sometimes. We like leftovers and sometimes some people say, man, that tastes better the next day. You know, that leftovers taste even better the next day. And sometimes it's with. With God, He's given us something today, and maybe we didn't get it all. But as we meditate on it, we meditate, we meditate the next day, He brings it even more to light, and we get it. And it's almost like that meal that you think tastes so much better the next day. Mm -hmm. It's like what God has given you, what He gave me yesterday. Oh my gosh, now I got it. Mm-hmm. And it tastes so much better today mm-hmm. because I have it. I've right. got the understanding of it.
0: Right. You know. There have been times when you're in your quiet moment in that day and you get a scripture and that scripture you meditate on one and you say, "Wow, this is this is good. This is good." And so many times that as you go into your day, there is a conversation or a situation that happens that that scripture plugs right in. When they're talking or someone's talking or something you want to share or they're going through something, that scripture is spot on. Right. That's daily bread. Right. That's daily bread. Exactly. now you can't use that. You may, but most of the time when you go through the day and you try to use something, I've used something that, God gave me a, a while back and I used it. It didn't have the same power as it did before mm-hmm. when, I, when I was supposed to use it. You right. know? Because I think that for that moment, such as time, God prepared and strategically placed situations mm-hmm. happening in your life or surrounding you mm-hmm. that I'm giving you something for today. Right. If he says, do not save the manna. Right. Because if you try to save the manna, it's going to stink. It's not going to have the same power. Mm-hmm. You gonna it's going you gonna find it repulsive, or somebody's going to find it repulsive. Just like it was in in Old Testament, right. the children of Israel in the manna from heaven. Right. So don't try you don't try to save it unless he tells you to save it for these couple right. of days or exactly. whatever. That's him. Exactly. But you don't say take it upon yourself to say, oh, this is a good word. I'm gonna keep it for this person here, and then that person there, and.
1: Right. It's just like it's just like that leftover. Right. You can't can't continue to do leftovers because you, you get sick of it. Even if it's your favorite meal, you're like, OK, I'm I'm kind of tired of that. Please don't fix that anytime soon. I mean, I've had my fill of it. It's the same thing. You can't eat leftovers all the time. All the time.
0: And, and what's beautiful. OK, we, we've already covered the first three parts of that prayer. The Lord's Prayer, you know, one is no God. Knowing that He is more than able Mm
1: -hmm. to provide
0: all that you need in any situation that you're going through. Two is you got to know the Word. You have to know the Word. You go into the prayer, you want to say, God, you said according to your Word, it is written, just like Jesus did when He was tempted. And then third, you need to know what your daily instructions are from heaven. Right. Get that vertical aligned. Now let's go into the horizontal. The horizontal is when we say, he says, forgive those.
1: That trespass against us.
0: Now, that is a heartbreaker, right? That guy that did that, that girl that did that, you like, I ain't saying nothing. But unforgiveness mm-hmm. is a door slam on God providing you mm-hmm. what you need for that time, right. for that person. For, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. And just like yesterday, I think we talked about this yesterday um, or a couple of days ago that what unforgiveness does it turns you into the thing yes. that you hate right you know and in proverbs talks about about that you know be, to be careful not to become the mm-hmm. one, like the one you hate mm-hmm. you know and unforgiveness not not being able to forgive someone you you think they've wronged you so badly and you're like okay well They did that to me. I'll fix them. I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak to them. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And then the very thing that you pointed out that you hated in that person, that's the very thing that you have now become. And God knows what he's talking about when he says that you must forgive.
0: Amen. Amen. And he wants to. What's what's this beautiful about this relationship God is saying is that everything that I have for you, I want to give you. But you know what? You can be like a dam and prevent that flow from coming Mm -hmm. because you're not operating the same way I want you to operate. You know, when we pray that, you know, um, for our enemies, like Jesus says, Mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. We don't want to pray for our enemies that abuse us, you know, and despitefully use us. Mm -hmm. We don't want to love our enemies. We don't want to uh, bless those that curse us, you know. We don't want to do good to those, you know, that hate us. We we don't. Right. But that is not the kingdom of God living. And I think sometimes we get into the into the mindset of I'm going to walk with God, but live like I'm in the mm-hmm.
1: in the world. I'm going to live my way my and way. not the way.
0: The kingdom has come, and Sorry. when the kingdoms come, that means it changes the way you think. Mm -hmm. what you say and how you act. And if you cannot respond the same way, and this is what Jesus is is an example to present to us, we can walk in this faith Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: we're walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. Uh,
1: That's right.
0: If there wasn't a difference, we wouldn't have have this struggle that we're going through. What I see is an injustice. I need to fight for that injustice, but I need to do it in the sight of walking in the spirit Mm -hmm. and not in the flesh. That's right. And so when we talk about prayer, we're talking about, you know, forgiving those, you know, so that God can forgive us. That's right. The world is full of offenses. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to it? Will dictate to us? Are we the children of God?
1: Exactly. Are
0: we a children of men still? That's
1: right. That's right.
0: And so in prayer, we need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. We have to be mindful of, if we are praying for someone is this prayer for god for his glory or this is for your glory you want to prove something you want to get Mm -hmm. something from that and i think that is one of the things that hinders prayer is the fact that we're doing with the wrong spirit right you
1: know yeah scripture says that you have not because you ask not and you ask it for your benefit, for you know, basically that's what it's saying. Right. You're you're asking it for your benefit,
0: and so you know we have the horizontals where we have to be considering: um, Are we going to mirror God, or are we going to mirror man? Are we still going to act the same way we did as the old man? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to operate ourselves, or operate in the context of "I am a man"? that has repented of my sin and have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm allowing him to live his life through me. So therefore, I am under a new government. Mm -hmm. I'm under the government, the kingship of Christ Jesus. Are we going to operate it that way? Then it has the other horizontal is lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation to me as I look at it from the perspective of, let's look at uh, the disciples in the garden with Jesus. He said, "Come on, guys, wake up! You know, because if you're not praying, if you're not watchful, then you're you, you, you're quickly to get into a a tempted moment where you're operating in the flesh, mm-hmm. not in the spirit. And and it was so important because we see that because of their lack of praying, their alertness was was deficient. Mm-hmm. They didn't see exactly what was going on in that moment, and so." What was the thing that Peter did when he responded? The way he responded it was with a sword. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, those that live by the sword will die by the sword. So I'm believing that leading us not in temptation is, is, is really drawing me to this. And this was what found in my heart is that it keeps me, when I pray this, it keeps me in a sense of, Walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Not leading me into temptation is saying, I'm not going to lead you into temptation, but I'm going to let you follow after the spirit. You have something on that?
1: No, I was just uh, thinking about, um, you know, when you said, talking about the leading me not into temptation. And the scripture that kind of popped into my head was um, in James when he says that. Uh, that when we're tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So that, that, uh, prayer there tells us again God's character. You know, we're asking him and he's not going to lead us into temptation because he cannot be tempted right you know
0: amen so you know just trying to get you to understand this prayer dynamic that Jesus has given us is that we need to be lined up
1: mm-hmm. vertically
0: in order to respond and to be an overcome in a horizontal and then ultimately the the last is um you are the you are the glory you are the power you are the kingdom the glory and the power or,
1: or delivering us from
0: right evil from I think, evil you know, and mm-hmm. so we deliver from evil but I'm just saying the last part of, right is the fact that God says, stay in the vertical. Mm-hmm. Everything that you pray about should be in the vertical right. to, to acknowledge the fact that it is God's kingdom. kingdom. It is power. Mm-hmm. It is glory, glory in which we are praying for the results. Right now. I want to be real. You want to be real. We all want to be real. Right Amen. now. How do we maintain ourselves when we pray a prayer, we pray for God to deliver. We pray for God to heal. Um, we pray that our grandson didn't die. It didn't happen that way. Right. So how do we remain faithful in prayer um, when something like that happens? You know, what was your your experience with that? What was going on in your heart and your thoughts? It
1: goes back to what we said at the beginning, knowing who God is and trusting that he is. Who he says he is, regardless of the outcome, whether it's what we think is favorable to us or not favorable to us, continuing to believe that he knows and that he is more than able, even if it even though it didn't happen the way we want it to happen. He's still able to heal. He's still able to raise from the dead, even though it didn't happen for us. He's still God and he can still do it. And, and it's just that trust that you, that you have in him that helps you to continue to walk in his way and continue to trust in him.
0: If you have any questions, if if you have something about the subject we just been talking about or any other episode we covered and you have something that wasn't addressed and you want it to be addressed uh, the best way we can, please, you can um you can email us. We got an email account right now and uh, it's going to be. You
1: know. It should be I W F I M H at Gmail dot com.
0: Right. And so. Whatever you have, what if we cover something? If you got a disagreement with us, what we're saying or anything, just please put it there. If you have anything about prayer, obedience, Christ being the center of your life, what it is, I mean, we have a sister that sent us some requests about things to talk about, and they're like the major players of faith. You know, it's like wow, that's big. That's that's wow. How do we cover that? But we want to try to do the best we can by the spirit of God within us to express how God has dealt with those things in our heart. And so in closing, I just wanted you to know that some people would say, well, how could you believe God, even if he didn't answer the prayer that you was, how can you still remain faithful? And to me, it's, I, I, I look at it from this perspective. If without God, I have to believe someone um, and that belief in that person can always leave me not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Do I stop believing in that person? I mean, I'm sure my dad, you know, disappointed me several times in my life, but I still believe in him. Um, why didn't he do what he needed to do? There's always a reason why he didn't do what he needs to do. Some of the things when we're growing up, we don't understand why our parents do those things. But in the long run, when we have kids, we realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's why they did it. So from the perspective of that, man has failed me time and time again, just like man has probably failed you time and time again. Do I stop believing in man? Do I stop believing in humanity? Do I stop believing in love because my heart was broken? No. So from that same perspective, as a believer in Christ, that is what I stand on is that he is more consistent than any man that I've met. He has been more faithful in my life in all these years. In the short time that I've known him. He has been faithful. Amen. And as I reflect on that, there is no, there's no wavering in in, mm-hmm. in in the fact that he would know better. Right. Even if I don't understand, or even if I don't know, he knows better. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm in pain, even if I cried my heart out, and even if my prayers are kind of less less strength strengthened because of that loss. And wondering if God is going to meet me at another prayer. In Luke 18.1, I read this and it spoke to my heart about this this issue, is that how can you keep praying to God? How can you get you know keep going to God when you feel weak? You feel like you want to faint. You feel like, you know, why should I pray to him when this didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen or the time I wanted it to happen or how it happened? I, I don't. Why would I pray? to the sky. And Jesus is telling the disciples this. And in a nutshell, he says, I pray that men ought always to pray and not faint. And that spoke to me because I know at times, thinking about my grandson, thinking about my nephew and those important prayers that meant something to me that I really wanted God to answer now, right now, so that He can get the glory, but maybe it was because I wanted to. I don't know. And there's times when I want to pray for other people that come and need healing and prayer. And sometimes I think that God will answer their prayer, but won't answer the prayer that would. That's close to me. And that's a lie. But the scripture speaks to me is that how can we continue to go into to God with these prayers and these requests? And when we know that sometimes he doesn't answer in the way that we think he should yeah. or the time he should. And Jesus says, always pray. Don't lose heart. Don't right. be faint. Just keep praying. Right. And so with that, I just want to close right now. Do you have anything for our guest?
1: Um, I was just going to respond to that. Uh, don't the not losing heart. It's, it's the same as not losing hope. You have to have hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you don't have hope, then where's your faith? And that's why you have to keep pressing in to the Lord. Jesus is telling us, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose heart.
0: Amen. And so we appreciate y'all coming out. And we're trying to welcome you into our conversation so that you might know the God that we're talking about. Amen. Until next week, we love you. God bless Bless you.
1: God keep you.
0: In Jesus' name. And if you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior, send us an email and we'll go through that together.
1: Amen.